0: This episode, Brad
1: and Court Talk have a special guest. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad.
0: And I'm Court. Well, as it has been the trend of late, what's old is new again. Prison Break returns this April with a brand new chapter for the Brothers Schofield and the rest of their felonist crew, of course. Gotta say, I'm excited. We actually have a special guest with us tonight to talk about the show's return.
1: Before we bring him on, though, Court, it's been a while. Seven years. Right, seven years or thereabouts since the show ended. Why don't you give our listeners a bit of a backstory to jog their memories?
0: Well, Prison Break stars Dominic Parcell and Wentworth Miller, a.k.a. Captain Cold and Heatwave from Legends of Tomorrow. Yay! Mm-hmm prison break originally aired from 2005 to 2009 and was a bonafide hit for much of its run on fox the story for those who missed it the first time around michael Schofield is a desperate man in a desperate situation his brother lincoln burroughs was convicted of a crime he didn't commit and put on death row michael holds up a bank of course and gets himself convicted and incarcerated alongside his brother and Fox River State Penitentiary. Then that sets everything in motion as it elaborate plans to break Lincoln out and prove his innocence. Once out of jail, their perils aren't over. The brothers must flee to escape, recapture, and battle an intricate political conspiracy that puts everyone's lives in danger. Not to spoil it for anyone beyond that, but during the show's entire run, there are a few prison breaks involved in some shadow government doings. I'm very interested to see where this new show um, or new chapter opens up, especially with the way it ended the first time around. Full disclosure, I still haven't seen the finale because of how it ended. I have this whole headcanon about what did and didn't happen in that final season. With the revival picking up seven years later, it looks like I can let that headcanon go.
1: Yeah, you're one of those people.
0: I am one of those people. I am Joey Tribbiani. I put stuff in the refrigerator in the freezer if I don't like the ending. Cuz if it's in the freezer, it didn't happen. So without further ado, let's welcome Mr. Amin Al-Gamal, who will be playing a character in the upcoming revival of Prison
2: Break. Hello everyone.
1: Hi. Thank you so much for joining us tonight.
2: Thank you for having me. Yeah,
1: we've been looking forward to this uh, revival of Prison Break coming up, you know. Uh, some interesting things happen to get it Back on the sh- on the air again. So, yeah, we're l- looking forward to talking to you a little bit about it.
2: Excited to share.
1: What can you tell oh. us about the Prison Break revival?
2: Um, I can tell you that a lot of your favorite characters from the first few seasons will be back mm-hmm. in sort of new and exciting ways. Um, a lot of the themes that fans have come to love about brotherhood and loyalty and justice and... Um, Things like that come back, um, but all the action plays out in a much more international and sort of epic way. Um, the scale is just much bigger, um, which I think is really exciting. Um, Paul, uh, the creator of the show, was inspired by the Odyssey, Homer's The Odyssey. Mm-hmm. So, um, so and you might recognize that my character is Cyclops. Yes. Um, is, is also an ode to the Cyclops in Greek mythology um, and the Odyssey. And my character, I mean, it's a little bit different, but there's, there's echoes of that, which I thought were really cool. Um, there's a lot of really cool action. The production values, I think, are upped um, since you last saw everyone. Mm-hmm. But it's very much in the vein of the show. I don't think, I think, I don't think anyone will be disappointed.
0: Awesome, and you said your your character is Cyclops. Uh, what can you tell us about him?
2: Um, he is a very troubled young man um, who who, in some ways, is someone that a lot of audiences will have sort of a knee jerk negative reaction to. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the kind of person that someone might dismiss as like evil or or um, inhuman, but Over the course of the show, I I hope that I brought some humanity to the role. Um, Can't say so too much more um, than that. (laughs) Understood. (laughs) Understood. Without spoiling anything, Um, but uh, the way I saw the character is, and if it's successful in what I was trying to do, you'll see someone who um, is 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 broken in a sort of way and who acts out. and make some bad choices because of um, his own sort of wounds and his own struggles to belong. Awesome. Now, how <laughs> That's do you get? So vague. <laughs> in-
0: not, not, and you have to be. I totally understand. And I want you <laughs> to keep it spoiler free because I'm excited for the show coming back. So, um, yeah, how, how do you get into Cyclops head? Like, how do you get into character? How do you get there?
2: It takes a lot of different work. I mean, as an actor, you have. Um, some internal work that you do in terms of what you bring with your imagination mm-hmm. and your own personal—the way that you figure out what connects you emotionally to this character. So I did that kind of work. I, I obviously there's there's a lot of ways in which the character is extremely different for me, um, but I had to approach it because he is sort of a villainous sort of archetype in the show. I had to approach it with a very non-judgmental. Um, way and look at it and be like, okay, how can someone, how could I get to the point where I do some of the crazy things this character does? What would make a human being get to that point? Um, I think we see a lot of characters in the same mold as Cyclops is a Mm -hmm. kind of common common archetype, but we rarely see like the humanity of those people. Mm -hmm. Um, The humanity of beyond just being a bad guy. So that was sort of the most important thing for me. And then there was research. Um, the character is supposed to be from Yemen. So I did a lot of research into a correct dialect. Um, and for some of the Arabic that I did, and also I have an accent when I speak in the show, um, Mm -hmm. and a lot of research into the civil war situation in Yemen. So I felt like I was, um, a responsible, I guess, custodian of that story. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of research into the circumstance that this character finds himself in. I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not going to go too much deeper into that.
0: That's And fine. some of the
2: psychology of people who are in situations like him. Awesome. And then there was some physical work. So that's kind of like the third component of building a character. Um, and I, I was in arms training, learning how to shoot a machine gun convincingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am basically like a lanky giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> so try. So I was in boxing training to try to sort of make me slightly more convincing as a fighter. Um, the fights were something I took really seriously and worked really hard on. It's something that doesn't necessarily come naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even had to learn how to drive a stick shift. In the middle of the desert.
1: All right. <laughs> Yay, stick shift. It's something everybody needs to know how to do.
2: I do. <laughs> I should, but because I'm from California and I'm like a millennial. <laughs> yeah. It somehow escaped me, and I'm ashamed of it. But we we, were, we shot in Morocco, and we got there. They were like, this is the two trucks you'll be driving in the desert. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> They're a manual, right? And they're like, there's no such thing as manual in Morocco. My friend. <laughs> so I learned in like five minutes. And granted, I, I did my best. That's I cool. called a few times, but I did my best. Um, and I guess the last thing I should say in terms of physical stuff is every day I was in makeup for about an hour with a um, some prosthetic and makeup that was pretty intense. So um, that was cool because Wentworth Miller would usually be sitting next to me getting his tattoos applied. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was fun to kind of be... um, It was a fun, like, sort of bonding time.
1: Nice. So with all the physical activity that you trained for, did you do a lot of your own stunts in the show then?
2: I I did all the fights that you see I did do, but I do have a, a number of stunt doubles. So there was certain, like, body slam sort of stuff. There's certain stuff where your body makes contact with something and you could be in danger that a double steps in. But I did learn all the fights, Pretty much to a T, um, and there's a few. Yeah, so I, I do have a lot of doubles, and a lot of them didn't look much like me. So I'm really curious <laughs> to see how it's edited together. I saw one of my fights uh, when I was doing ADR, and it looked um, it looked incredible. So I think I think we pulled it off. Oh, but.
1: Looking forward to seeing it. <laughs> so did you watch the series? Did you watch the series Sorry. during its initial run?
2: I didn't actually. I'm ashamed to say I was not very familiar with the show which is, I don't know what rock I've been living under. Um, But I caught up pretty quickly, thanks to Netflix. And I was really, something I was really astonished about was how well the show holds up, Mm -hmm. but also how ahead of its time it was. I mean, nowadays, TV shows are shot in a very cinematic way. That's sort of the standard. You know, we're in this golden age of TV, and the production values are much higher, and it's shot like a movie. Mm -hmm. But in the early, early, like 2004, when the show started, I think, or two thousand five, um, that wasn't the way TV was done, and Prison Break was sort of doing that ahead of the curve. So it's sort of like monumental in that way. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember but, when the show first started up, the fact that it was uh, this serialized. Like, oh, he has to break his brother out of the prison, and that's going to go for a season. Like, what are they going to do after that? And they yeah. managed to make it work.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. W- that was my and, initial and thought one- too. It was like, how is this going to happen?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, in this one, really, it's a limited series. So mm-hmm. they, they don't want us to say it's a season for some reason. It's socially a limited series. It's nine episodes. And it really holds up on its own. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen the show, if you've seen the show, you'll get an added kick. It'll be particularly more of an emotional and exciting journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you haven't, it really holds up on its own as this sort of epic contained story. And so it's sort of like the Odyssey would, you know? There's a lot of references to that in the in the show, which I think are is kind of cool. So if that, if that gets people to go back and, you know, read some classic Greek literature, I don't think that's a bad thing.
1: <laughs> no, not at all.
0: Okay. You might not be able to answer this one. So for anyone <laughs> who watched the finale, I actually avoided the, the finale because I heard what happened. And I still haven't seen it to this day. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: but for anyone who watched the finale or avoided it like me, uh, we know that Michael yeah. dies. But somehow yeah. here we are. What's up with
2: that? Um, all I can say is that he's back. I can't say how okay. or why. I understand. But he's back. Is he a ghost? <laughs> is he real? <laughs> Was he not dead to begin with? Is he resurrected? Hmm. Is it someone who looks like Wentworth Miller, but is not really? <laughs> is it a oh. clone? He'll have to watch to find out. <laughs> don't
0: do that to me like i said i have not seen the finale at all when i heard what happened i was like nope headcanon
2: bear yes. to see that beautiful beautiful man well
0: not even die. that like one of my favorite bromances has always been the schofield brothers and like I they know. can't have traveled that far and then it have been snatched away like that
2: i know and then sarah it was, was too- pregnant <laughs> i'm gonna do go meet you do meet her kid yes um so basically the show takes, it's basically as if, it's sort of as if time has continued, literally. Yeah. And that's where the show picks up. It doesn't pick up right after the end, it picks up like now. As if stuff has been happening in between now and the end of the finale. Yeah, so I, I, appreciate, cool.
0: I appreciate a lot of the revivals are doing it that way, rather than just trying to pick it right back up. It feels more organic. Yeah like we've grown as the audience mm-hmm. or people have watched it since then, have grown totally. as the audience. So it has to come totally. along and meet us, meet us there.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, everything will be explained. I just don't want to ruin it. For you.
0: I believe you. And I, I trust <laughs> me, you, you can't.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm looking I, I forward to the explanation <laughs> of how this all happens. Other than, you know, they said, let's go ahead and do this revival and we'll just go ahead with it. But I don't think anybody's going to care one way or the other. It's all, we're all excited to see the show come back. So.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I think, think, um, yeah, I don't, I haven't seen the episodes in their entirety, but what I have seen looks pretty cool.
1: So how did you get involved with this project?
2: Um, I auditioned, a very sort of traditional way of being cast in the show. Um, I auditioned actually for a different character. Um, uh, It was a character that ended up being played by Kunal Sharma, Um, and... I was called back for that character, and that's when I met Paul, Paul Schering, the creator of the show. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, eh, I don't know if I did very well, I don't know about this. Um, and I remember hearing him having some, like, reaction, maybe I made it up, but I heard like a, hmm, in the middle of my reading, and I was like, oh, I guess something was good. But I think what what was going on in his head was like, maybe he should read for this other role. So... I came in three times. The third time I came in, um, I was asked to make a tape um, with this new character. I didn't have a lot of time with the material and it seemed very against type. So I I only really read it like a couple times and I was like, this isn't really me, you know? And if you, and on paper, if you look at this character and you, you know me, Mm -hmm. you'd be like, that's really against type. It's a really interesting, creative and a little bit risky of a choice to put this sort of character with this kind of person. Mm -hmm. But what I think it did, I think it was sort of genius in a way because it adds this whole different dimension to this character. Like you could easily play this character, you know, have this big, like, muscly, like, you know, like, hyper-masculine, angry type. And that would fulfill, like, the purpose of the role. But I think they did something interesting by finding someone who who has very different qualities. And so it makes for a, a, a sort of, Odder, creepier a little bit more conflicted performance i think or at least i hope
0: sounds interesting definitely can't wait um so in the interest of keeping everything spoiler free is there anything else that you can tease for us without spoiling everything
2: um oh boy um i don't think so
0: okay i can you, talk you, about was, the
2: process i can talk about yeah. the process and, and stuff that happened on set and different new actors but i don't think there's much plot stuff i can really tease yeah. Without giving stuff away, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> so you are also in a movie that's coming to Netflix soon. Can you tell us anything about that?
2: Yeah. So I'm in a new independent film called Namur. Mm-hmm. It's coming to Netflix and in select theaters, I believe, on March 15th. Um, I This is a project I'm particularly excited about. Um, I'm a supporting character, but it was... Direct, written and directed by an Egyptian-American filmmaker named Heidi Saman. Mm-hmm. And I'm also Egyptian-American, and it's very rare that I get to work with other Egyptian-Americans. And something that this, this movie does, which we haven't really seen, is see like, an Arab-American family and their friends living in Southern California. And like there's no violence, and there's no association with terrorism. And there's no like negative stereotypes. They're just American people living their lives.
0: How um, in the world?
2: I know. What what?
0: <laughs> what you the know, what? Like,
2: Normal I, I, people. Ameri- I, I know. What what is that? So as an Arab American person, like it's uh-huh. easy for me to get frustrated with what I'm considered for. Yeah. Um and it's really refreshing and I think important. Representation really matters.
0: Yes, it does. It has real
2: world consequences. So this is an exciting, it was a very exciting for me to be like, I don't have an accent. I don't have to have an accent. I can just be this dude who has yeah. other interests, you know, who's living his life as like a real human. Yeah. Um. So that was really refreshing. Um, and, you know, she had a real struggle getting the film made. She had a film in Khan, a short film, like five years before, maybe, or more. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. And, People loved the script, but they kept saying, Change the race of the characters. If you change the race of the characters, we can fund it and she was like, No, I'm not gonna change the race of the characters. Yeah. So I really I it's a huge feat. It's a very low budget film. It's a big feat that it got as far as it did. Um it actually got acquired by Ava Duvernay's company Array Now. I love and that's it's getting her. distributed. She love is her. A, she is like she is a queen. Yeah. She's an icon. Yeah,
0: um, and
2: like you really said then
0: but go ahead no go ahead
2: i'm just saying i'm pr- proud to even be like associated loosely with her in any way yeah
0: oh for <laughs> sure for sure and like you said the need for that is there there are so many different types of people and families out there like we're all yeah. americans like look at us
2: mm-hmm. I mean, especially and- now when we see like discrimination against Muslim people and Arab people. I mean, it's been something that's been going on forever, but now it's so much in the forefront that I think it's important to be like, look, we're just like you more than a
0: stereotype.
2: Exactly. Just, just look and see.
0: But yeah, Netflix has been really good about that. And some of the other networks outside of the, the main five.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We're getting there. I mean, there's been since all this stuff has gone down, like executive orders and whatever. Yeah. Hollywood is becoming more aware Mm-hmm. You know, they have been part of the problem. Yes. And now they're like, oh, okay, we want to get this right. So I think we're going to see in the next year, or so, like, more content that is a little bit more diverse in that way, which I think yeah. is exciting.
0: We're ready um, for
2: it. I think so. I think so. Because, you know, people can have different political opinions and ideas of how government should be run, but there shouldn't be this kind of, like, ignorance and hatred against your fellow citizens, I think it's, it's not healthy. Yeah.
0: I think the biggest part of it, like you said, is just people aren't aware. Like, that's not a part of their yeah, lives. They just, so they a a
2: lot of no people knowledge. just haven't ever met a Muslim person or an Arab yeah. person before, yeah. and so they don't know better. And and it's our responsibility as artists, especially when we work in mass media, like TV or bigger film, that we begin to share these stories in an mm-hmm. authentic authentic and compelling way.
1: Absolutely. And when did that come out on Netflix? It's uh, in March, right?
2: It's going to be. It's going to come out on March fifteenth on Netflix and in select theaters. I don't. I don't know what theaters, but that's what I've heard. Right. <laughs> it had its premiere at the LA Film Festival, and then it went to a few other festivals. And this is a sort of public release. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've also did another film, and I'm not sure when it will be released. Um, it's very different. It's a sort of neo noir called "Message from the King." And it stars Chadwick Boseman, um, and Alfred Molina is in it also. Oh, wow. Um, it's a very moody, intense, dark movie by another incredible filmmaker named Fabrice Duval, who is a kind of Belgian auteur. And this is his English language debut. It, it was at Toronto last year, the film festival, and I, I I think it will be distributed at some point. So be on the lookout for that. <laughs>
0: we Will we'll do, Definitely.
1: Is there anything else that you're working on?
2: That's about it. I was on um, uh, this TNT show called The Librarians a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Did you see that?
0: No, no, I missed it.
1: No, I'm still a little bit behind on that on this season, but yeah, I will eventually see Oh, I didn't see know you it.
2: watched the show. We
1: That's watch awesome. everything. We do. <laughs> ah,
2: ha, ha, ha. Well, um, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but I'm a character that has been... Very present throughout the season. You finally see me at the end. That's all I'll say. All right.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. I'll keep an eye out for you on that one then.
2: <laughs> I was going to say I'm very CGI'd, but it's still me. Okay.
1: Ooh, interesting. So, how can people find you on social media?
2: Um, well, I'm on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm on Facebook at, at Amin El-Gamal. I have a page there. I'm on Twitter at, at Amin El-Gamal as well. I'm on Instagram, but someone took my name, so (laughs) um, I'm at Feisty Pharaoh, which is notoriously difficult to spell, so Feisty is F-E-I-S-T-Y, and Pharaoh is P-H-A-R-A-O-H. Okay, got
1: that down here. We'll go ahead and link that up on the post here when we put it up.
2: Awesome. Um, Yeah you can you can learn everything that you don't want to know about me
0: (laughs) we want to know everything we really do
2: and more (laughs) but i'm really excited I, i know that we'll be the cast especially the new cast of prison break is they're all they're all like family to me and i'm sure we'll be doing lots of facebook living and live tweeting and who knows what else so i'm very excited
1: Well, I mean, we wanna thank you so much for coming out and talking to us tonight and we look forward to seeing you in action when Prison Break returns on Tuesday, April fourth at nine eight central time.
2: Yep. And I am so happy to to have spoken to you. Thank you for having me. (laughs)
1: All right. That was a pretty cool interview there. I learned a couple new things about the show. Well, a couple new, uh, it was all new things, I guess.
0: <laughs> it was some really cool new things about the show. And I'm really looking forward to the uh, the movie he talked about on Netflix. Oh
1: yeah, definitely. we will have to check that out. And um, it's coming up in March. You'll probably get a notification on Netflix if you're like me. <laughs> it tells you everything's oh, sure. coming out new. So check that out. Yes.
0: And we just want to remind everyone to check us out over at purefandom.com. A lot of great writers are over there. If there's a show or movie that you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. Brad, let the good people ho- know how they can reach us.
1: You can find me on Twitter. I'm Brad ZB, and she's Gen Dev. Be sure to follow Pure Fandom as well to keep up to date with the latest articles that have been posted. Check out Pure Phantom on Facebook and check out Brad and Court Talk on, on Facebook and let us know what you're most interested in hearing or reading about.
0: And until next time, stay in jail. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.